this is Emily, one of the Shadow Girls. I just wanted to say sorry for the delay in the episodes. We were busy making Shadow Puppets, actually. We were doing a Shadow Puppet show based on the stories of Oscar Wilde, and hopefully in the near time we will hear us telling some Oscar Wilde stories. You can also see some pictures from that show on our social media, and some special pictures might even go up on the Patreon. We will be coming back to the regular every two weeks, once a fortnight episode, but just to tide you over, here is a mini episode of me telling one of my favourite of the Irish myths. Once upon a time, when the magic of the Tour de Danon was still felt in Ireland, when gods and heroes still walked the earth, there was a king called Lear. Lear was of the Tua Dei, and so was his wife, Ave. The two together had four children. The eldest was a girl called Fenula, followed by a boy called Aeg. Then came the twins, Con and Fiacra. For a time the family was very happy together, but then Ave started to get sick. It was a strange sickness, a sickness that not even the magic and the wisdom of the Tua Dei Danon could heal, and in some versions of the story they say she died. In others they say she became so weak she had to go away to the other world. But either way, Lear and the children were left alone without her. Lear decided that it would be for everyone's benefit if he was to remarry, if he was to have a new wife, if his children were to have a stepmother. And he picked for his new bride, Aoife. Now Aoife was beautiful. Aoife was clever. Aoife was talented in the arts of magic and poetry. Aoife was also the sister of Ave, Lear's first wife. Now most people could have probably told Lear that marrying his sister-in-law was not the smartest idea, but Lear reasoned Aoife was family. She would of course love the children. But Lear had forgotten that Aoife, while she was beautiful, clever and talented, was also jealous. And Lear, he loved his children more than anything. The whole family slept together in one great room, so the children would be the first thing Lear saw in the morning, the last thing he saw at night. And Aoife began to grow jealous of this love Lear had for his children, and the fact that he would not give her children. She began to plan how she might be rid of them. Now she knew she couldn't just kill them. To slay a member of your own family was the greatest crime in ancient Ireland. And the children were of the Tuar Danon. If their blood was shed, it would cry out from the very rocks for vengeance. But Aoife knew that she could transform them. So one day, when Lear was off doing kingly business, she took the children down to the lake. The children, they happily splashed about on Lake Deravara. But Aoife stayed on the shores. Out from beneath her robes, she took a hazel wand. The hazel tree is known for its link to magic. She began to twirl the wand to the air, calling up a spell. On the lake, Fanula felt something strange. She stepped in front of her brothers, trying to protect them. She stretched out her arms, but even as she did so, she felt her arms being changed, being bent back behind her strangely. She tried to scream, but even as the scream travelled along her throat, her neck was being stretched. Her mouth was changing, growing, growing hard. All over her body, tiny white hairs were sprouting, and each hair, it sprouted more hairs, and they became feathers. And when she turned around to look at her brothers... She didn't see three little boys. Instead, she saw three white swans. 
and she herself had been transformed into a swan. The children, they cried out to Aoife, to their stepmother, why had she done this to them? Their voices and their eyes still remained the same. But Aoife just laughed at them. Three hundred years. Three hundred more. Three hundred more on that. So shall be the course of the spell for nine hundred years until it is broken by the cry of a bell. When Lear returned, he of course looked for his children. But he couldn't find them. He searched the castle, he searched the grounds. Someone said they'd seen the children going down to the lake. Lear, he ran down to the shores of Lake Daravar, worried there might have been some accident, that his children might be harmed. But he saw no sign of his children. What he did see, though, were four white swans. These swans, they swam up to him and began to call out to him, call in the voice of his children. They told him what their stepmother had done. In a fury, Lear found Aoife, dragged her to the shores of the lake and demanded she take the spell off his children. But Aoife just laughed. The spell could not be undone. It would run its course for nine hundred years. In his fury, Lear, he cast a spell on Aoife. As she had transformed his children, so would she be transformed. He declared that she would never again know a moment's rest. Every footstep she tried to place on the earth would feel as though she were stepping on knives. If she tried to lay herself down to sleep, it would be as though she lay on iron nails. Lear, he cast Aoife up into the sky and she became a demon of the air, a wind of storms that rages, that roars, never ceasing. His anger spent. Lear collapsed by the shores of the lake. And he began to weep, for even he, with his great power, he could not undo the spell and return his children to their true form. Lear spent every day by that lake, weeping and speaking with his children. He lost all interest in his responsibility as king, in the worldly matters, and he didn't notice or care, as the magic of Ireland slowly started to seep away below the ground. When three hundred years had passed, a terrible wind came down on the children, a wind that may have been Aoife. They were lifted up and forced to fly to the north, to the Sea of Moyle, to the sea that crashes between Ireland and Scotland. The children spent three hundred years being battered by storms on that sea. They huddled together on the water, trying to keep close, keep together, protect each other. Aeg, the eldest boy, he went to the front so the waves would break on his breast. Fenula, the girl, she went to the back and stretched her wings out to try to shield her brothers from the wind. The two twins, Con and Fiegra, they were in the centre and they twisted their long necks trying to hold the little family together as they spent three hundred years on that stormy sea. When three hundred years had passed, the wind of the spell came down and they were taken to a gentler shore. But as they flew, they saw the world had changed. The world they knew was gone. There were new people in the land, people who spoke a strange tongue. There were some of these people near where they settled by Inish Glore. Men who shaved the tops of their heads, who wore long robes and processed in and out of a stone building, chanting. Sometimes one or two of these men would come down to the shore to wash or to draw water. They would come in ones and twos, 
and one day the children swam up and began to speak with one of these men. The man, who was a monk, was, was astonished. He had never heard a swan speak. But he conversed with the children. He began to tell them stories. And the children, they told him stories. Little by little, a friendship formed between them and a trust. And when the children felt that they could truly trust this man, they told him their story. The story of the curse that they were under and how it could only be broken by the cry of the bell. The monk, he ran back to the monastery for that very day they had finished the bell tower. He ran to the great bell and with all of his might, all of his strength, he began to ring the bell as loudly as he could, hoping that it would be the cry of this bell that would break the spell on the children that would return them to their true form. He ran back to the shores, expecting to see four children. He didn't see four children. He didn't see four swans either. The spell had been broken, yes, but the magic that had kept the Tuatha Dé Danann forever young, it had seeped away little by little. It had gone underground. And when the spell was broken, time fell on the children. Nine hundred years. The sight that greeted the monk was that of four incredibly old people. So old it was hard to tell which had been the girl Fanula, which had been the boy Aeg, which had been the twins Con and Fiacra. They were so old their skin was like paper. Ready to turn to dust it was like the wings of a butterfly. Their hair was whiter than the wings of the swans had been. But their eyes, their eyes still remained the same. And they looked at the monk with thanks before the four children of Lear died. The monk, he had them buried as they had been on the Sea of Moyle. Egg to the front, to first break the waves of time. Vanula to the back with her arms outstretched around her brothers and Con and Fiacra in the centre, holding the little family together. The Children of Lear. It is one of the saddest stories in Irish mythology, one of the three great tragedies. But it's also one of the most well-known. It's a story that most children in an Irish school can probably tell you some version of. And it's a story that I still tell, because I was told once, that while someone's name is still spoken, while their deeds still echo the earth, while they are not forgotten, there's a part of them that lives on. And when I tell the story of Lear, Vanula, Con, Fiacre, Aeg, even Ether and Abe, I hope that it helps to keep that small part of them alive. And I hope that wherever that small part of them is, they are together and they are happy.